but this this is a start bro this conversation because this conversation has gotten me to a point for me and i appreciate you in opening up and, and, and sharing that piece um to hold, hold myself more accountable man because I, I think a lot of more conversations like this need to happen and i hope you know those of you all who are listening are encouraged to begin to just start asking like hey like where are you supporting black businesses or you know just to start considering like the things that we said, you know, the resources and the research and figuring out where you stand. What do you stand for? Where do you stand, spend your money? And really thinking about where do we go from here? Because at the end of the day, whether you're black, white, Asian, Pacific Islander, whatever, we all have a, a, a part to play in this. You know what I mean? And I think as we look at it, even for ourselves, um, I'm recognizing that I want to be able to move forward in my identity and what is important to me with confidence, you know what I mean? Not with this idea of shame or guilt for loving myself and loving my people. Like I refuse to move forward with, with that, with that quote unquote burden that I feel like is placed because of the discomfort that it may bring other people. You know what I mean? Like I, I refuse to accept that anymore. And I feel like this time, especially now, bro, is, is, is definitely undoing and dismantling that that pressure that i think we've all felt at some point in time you know what i mean because i love being black i love black bro i love it i love our community i love everything about us but i do recognize that when we go out into the world we do what we can to try and not make other people uncomfortable and that's not our responsibility that is not our responsibility bro so i'm, I'm so grateful for this time because of what i see it is doing for our community and freeing us from accepting that what's going on family welcome back to another episode of helping homies win the podcast i'm antonio j bell and this week my brother t ross and i sit down to answer a very important question what do we do now now that the black lives matter movement has made so much traction and people are actually starting to listen to what we have to say how do we make sure that this change lasts for a lifetime and it isn't just another blip on the radar that this isn't just all energy that's happening right now, but is it going to transcend to our realities as we keep traveling this earth? So we really sit down and just unpack the question of where do we go from here? How do we make sure that every movement we, we make counts and that we're really supporting something larger than ourselves? We talk about becoming aware of, of where we stand and defining our values and core beliefs. How to practice our spending habits and practice supporting the things that really matter essentially reprogramming ourselves we talk about legacy and transforming our family's lineage how to connect to the needs of our communities and understanding the idea that even though we have stuff that is for the black and brown community it doesn't mean that we're excluding others but instead we're just focusing on ourselves and making sure that we can build up our community in a way that we've been neglected i mean essentially we just talk about change and how to make sure this change is here to stay. So as always, we appreciate y'all for tuning in. We thank you. We ask that you share this podcast with people that are close to you, people that you think can benefit from the conversation. We ask that you take a look at yourself in the mirror afterwards, after this episode, because I guarantee you, Tarek and I have had to do the same thing to make sure that we're doing the right thing. At any rate, we, we thank you for checking us out for always supporting us, for all the love. And without further ado, this is Helping Homies Win. Yeah, I think it's something to that, bro, because um, 
my mother and I were talking about that recently with uh, one of her friends. She said her friend always like buys a lot of bulk food and like almost like hoards food. And the reason why they found that she does that was, well, I guess when she was growing up, they they always didn't have enough. So now she refuses to never have enough, or never never oh, wow. not have enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So anyway, I know you're talking about batteries, but it could be kind of like one of those weird. So I'm, I'm, you know, I might nuances. be hoarding. I might be hoarding batteries. Yeah, just resources. You feel me? Just resources. <laughs> <laughs> resources. So yeah, what what was it, bro? What happened? You was excited, man. Bro, so I um I don't know, man. I'd be so weird about social media because like there's stuff that there's stuff that means stuff to me or things I want to say or whatever, but I never know. I never really I haven't really figured out what resonates with people or what my voice is on this platform. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm always scared like I'm I fear rejection. So I don't want to put certain things out there that actually mean something to me and then it not be be accepted or reciprocated or whatever but anyway so last week or the week before um when everything was happening man one of my big questions which i actually want to unpack today is where do we go from here right so we've seen the protests we've seen uh the riots you know uh we've we've seen the murders uh, i don't know if you know there was another one in atlanta last night um and i heard about um I'm a man that was found in, in L.A. too, hanging from a tree, right? So this stuff is still going on, right? We're still, we're still seeing it, um, which is, you know, the way it's been for a minute, right? But at any rate, my big question in life really is where do we go from here? So one of the steps I took was to start banking black. So I looked up, did some research, not heavy research, but did some research, and I found one United Bank, you know? So mm-hmm. I got my car today, and I... Um, it looks fire. Like if you have your phone, like go on IG and you can see, you can see a little bit of the card, but um, it's a king, a black king on his throne, right? And um, they've got several different uh, faces of the cards, but they all like, the art is really, really cool on, on these cards, right? So I get this mm-hmm. card in the mail and I'm, I'm kind of juiced about it. Like, oh man, this, it happened. Like I, I have a, ba- a black bank account. So now I need to keep finalizing the process of transitioning fully to banking black, right? Mm -hmm. So I did that and I was like, you know what, this could, this is an opportunity for me to feed on this energy and make, make some kind of statement with it. Right. So I made a little small Instagram post about it. It's been up like 10 minutes, but I'm already seeing a lot of comments and a lot of good energy surrounding it. So anyway, that just had me juice. I'm like, oh man, like people do care about this. You know what I mean? Which I should know because I know that people around me do, but it's good to see like this kind of stuff that I actually really care about and I'm sharing on, on this platform that I haven't fully figured out how to use, that people respond to that. You know what I'm saying? So that's had me juice. Like, there's a couple people in there that put challenge accepted. Like, they're going to, you know, they, they're going to try to bank black or whatever. So that that's was dope. tight. And I love, I love the approach, too, because I wanted to, like, tag people. But I'm like, ah, I don't like when people put pressure on me to do things, so I'm not going to do that. But I feel like I made, I made my point. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and no, I feel that. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, I definitely yeah, love the energy that's been happening. Everybody, you know, asking for black-owned businesses with, like, a real intentional yeah. effort. You know, because I yeah. think, not to say that it wasn't a priority, but it's kind of one of those things where, you know, you can only support the black businesses that you're aware of. You know, like, when I'm in the city, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit, you know, Simply Wholesome and all these other spots that I know that I enjoy that are ha- also almost happen to be 
um, black owned almost because it's like a staple to me and my experience when I'm back home. But wait, say that, say that. I'm sorry, I missed you. Say that one more time. No, I, I said that for me, it's like a staple to kind of hit. It's it's when I go back to the city, mm-hmm. I make sure I hit certain spots that are important to me. Um, Simply yeah. wholesome being one of them. And I said that you know it's kind of because got you. That's so just simply wholesome is, is black owned in L.A. Yeah, yeah, got you. So it's it's not so much so like oh I'm going out of my way to support black business. It's like no, this is what this is just part of me. This is something that that mm-hmm. matters to me. Like I want to yeah. get whatever. Um, it's funny because I think it was last week, one of my homegirls hit me who lives out in the in the in the Empire out here in the IE. Like yo, do you know any? Uh, black owned mecha- mechanics and car washes in the area and i'm like mm. nah i don't you know so i hit i hit the homie ashford like hey you know any black owned mechanics or car washes and like nah i don't you know so he put a post up online and you know it was just kind of like a little bit of a hassle trying to figure it out and it's like dang yeah. that's true like i'm in this whole other part of 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 town and it's like i need to get familiar with the black owned businesses in my area, especially the things that I need on a regular basis. You know what I yeah. mean? When it comes to like car maintenance, car wash, uh, food, or just this, the stuff that I just do on a normal basis. You know what I mean? Like I need to get my phone fixed. Like I need to find black owned yeah. business that can fix my phone screen. You know, um, it's just about being intentional with that. Um, I saw this, this post of all the different programs that the black Panther party had. And, you know, the ones that we often hear about are, you know, the one where they were like policing the police. And then you hear about, you know, the one they did in the morning where they were feeding, um, yeah, like feeding the kids, the breakfast program. Right. But they had hundreds of programs operating at the same time in different areas. And I'm talking about, you know, martial arts, um, plumbing, Mm. pest control, like so many nuanced things that you really don't think about, but you need on a day-to-day basis. And I was like, yeah. damn, that's a beautiful thing when you have this resource of all types of support and services that you could take advantage of. Like, I would love for that to be the case now, you know? So I've been saving a lot of the posts that I've been seeing that have been a lot more intentional with um, informing us on all the different black-owned businesses that exist beyond, like, the apparel companies, you know what I mean? And yeah. the hair products. Like I think those are important yeah. as well, but there's so many other places that we spend there's our so money that we don't think about, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, and I know that there's always this criticism, you know, of like, dang, like if only our black businesses, um, you know, had the same price point or uh, the customer service was on point. But, you know, somebody had told me like, think about all the times where we've been disrespected at, you know, a target or been disrespected at, you know, a CVS or been followed yeah, around been in this followed mall. around in the hair, in the hair, yeah. in the hair, uh, hair supply. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, but we, we still go back and patronize them over and yep. over again. So we're very forgiving in that regard. But when it comes to our people, we almost have this entitlement, like they need to, they need to be grateful that I'm here. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm doing you a favor and it's like, ah, right, right, that's right. tough. You know what I mean? So it's like, we got to be willing to like be, be understanding and open to that just as we are in, in non-black spaces. For me, it's like how many black owned coffee shops or, you know, even just independent coffee shops are there in my city? Like, where can I where can I patronize? Where can I go spend my money and really support somebody, support a family, you know, and support a small business as opposed to going to these corporations because they're so convenient. You know Mm. what I mean? convenient that's yeah. really what it's about man we go to yeah. you know we go to these places because it's convenient because it's close because it's, it's accessible it's everywhere you know i think one of the big things about maybe even bacon black is the fact that 
um, the ATMs, you know, issues or whatever. You know, there's not a black bank on every corner. But, yeah. you know, you don't need to go to the ATM every day. You know, you can do things in a different way, structure your life to make it work if it's important to you. You know what I mean? So anyway, I love that idea of just like, you know, the fact that that's already ingrained in who you are to go about supporting, you know, businesses and movements that mean something to you. Yeah, man, I think I think that's a that's a very honest approach to it. Um, like you said, like all, you know, the, the convenience of it. I think I say honest because it's like, why would I not bank black? You know, yeah. like, why would I not? And, you know, we, I, let me mind you, like, this has been a conversation for years, you know, and they're stressing the importance of, oh, bank black. And I've probably posted something like bank black and I don't bank black. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's so funny to hear and, and, and not funny, but it's interesting to now recognize that it really takes that intentional effort, you know, and that's almost like a duh. Of course, it takes intentional effort, but no, mm-hmm. to really sit down and think like, like you said, like these other banking institutions aren't always operating in our favor. Oftentimes no. they're not. They're operating in their favor and they're using the money that we're putting in to fund things that 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 cater to their personal interests. And oftentimes it's going against, at least for me, what I stand for. You know what I mean? Um, so to take that intentional stand is an amazing thing, um, even if it isn't received. You know what I mean? You talked about putting it up online. Hell, I'll say even if it wasn't received and people didn't like it you keep doing it because you're doing it for a reason for you you know what i mean like this is what you value and even if it only reached one person one person was like yo i appreciate this that's enough you know what i mean because that's what it honestly takes like you're showing it going to action you know you could you could have posted bank black you could have just posted that bro bank black and no one would ever know if you did it but the fact that you showed your Mm -hmm. card is like dang this this dude tony really went out there and like opened up an account that's a step in the right direction you know what i mean as you as you start to like transition and and move your funds over that does a lot for the community you know and 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 of course it'd be great to also be aware of like how they're using those funds and how that makes such a difference in in our economy like our black economy at that you know because um i was watching uh this 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 clip on instagram of um kuomo and on his show Mm -hmm. He was uh, just kind of talking about how it's a fact that there's systemic racism. And Mm -hmm. um, I guess somebody who's a part of Trump's like cabinet inner crew or whatever cabinet. Right. Was um, was talking about he doesn't believe in it. You know, he's like, you don't believe in it. What do you mean you don't believe in it? Like it's the tooth fairy. You know, he's like, it's a fact. And then he start, bro, for like five minutes. He's going through all the statistics that that impact but i'm gonna have to send it to you it's it's please powerful do, do. it's powerful and i'm thinking wow like this is amazing you know so when you start to look at the impact of even banking black i think it's more than just saying hey i'm supporting a black business again with this idea of entitlement because i think at least for me i'm like ah my, my reason probably wouldn't be rooted in the right thing you know it just would be for the set the sake of saying i'm going to bank black but when i start to look at what impact that has especially after watching that video last night i'm like oh this is huge because they Mm -hmm. talk about black people having higher interest rates you know when they come Mm -hmm. to get a mortgage loan um or them being denied frequently uh not being able to access funds when it comes to like business loans to start up anything in their community you know there's all these things that are at a disadvantage you know underemployment i mean the list goes on of all the different um like uh 
like disparages that are just existing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so to think about the impact of banking black means that more black individuals, more black people can come into these spaces and get those mortgage loans, be approved for certain things, you know what I mean, without being taken advantage of. I think that's the piece, because not to say that there aren't black families and black people out there who are getting approved, but the rate at which they're doing doesn't compare to their white to our white counterparts. You know what I no, mean? So no. um, I think it's important to recognize that 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 long-term impact. What does that mean for our community? More people are able to purchase homes. More people are able to open up businesses. More people are able to really contribute to this economy in a, in a real substantial way, you know? So yeah. hearing this making me feel like, okay, I think I'm gonna do the same, bro. You know what I mean? Man, like just, man, just hearing that, that and, 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 and recognizing the true impact, you know, cause I can see the post and be like, oh, that's what's up. Like maybe I'll get around to it. But mm -hmm. it changes my priority when I'm recognizing, no, this has a long-term impact on the way our community can show up in certain yeah. spaces. So yeah. I love it, man. I love that. Yeah. And the thing, too, is like, I mean, I look at it this way, man. It's like everybody wants to support their own. That's just the way the world works, right? The way people are wired, the way things go. So if I'm putting my money in Wells Fargo or J.P. Morgan Chase or whatever, it's like, they're going to support the initiative and the things that, you know, help their communities, bring them power, you know, stimulate growth for them and their environments and their families or whatever. Right. But if I go bank black, you know, it is a higher chance that they're going to care more about the initiatives and the things that I care about. You know, yes. like mm -hmm. I don't have to worry as much what their, you know, philosophy is, if they care about if it's all about the money for them or whatever the case is. It's like the fact that they're just opening up a black bank already tells me you're not really just in it for the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You're in it to, right. serve, to serve a community. Because if you just cared about bread, like you wouldn't marginalize yourself by only bank, not, and not, that's not to say that only black people can open up a, a bank account at, black, at a black bank, but you wouldn't marginalize yourself by marketing yourself as a black bank and potentially making others feel uh, excluded. Like, no, you're, you're doing that because you believe in something much bigger and systematic change, you know? And I think, you know, both in and out of this movement, man, it, it needs to be, well, I would hope there's a, a bigger shift towards independence. Like, you know, I even think about music, right? Where many of the artists that we love the most and respect the most are more independent. You know, they're on an independent label, they're independent artists, and the quality of their content is so much better because it isn't manufactured or processed, right? Mm. And we support them. You know, we support their music, the chances, the... um Smino's, I think he's independent, uh, but whatever. I don't want to name artists because I don't really know who's independent, who's not. But, you know, we support them and we support their music or whatever. But how about financially? What else can we support that's independent? Like, mm. you know, um, that can really make a bigger change. I don't know. It's, it's just I keep thinking about what can my lasting impact be? And even bigger than that, what do I stand for? You know what Damn, I mean? Like, bro. I yeah, love that. Because yeah. that makes decisions. Bro, I was talking to my homegirl last night. Um, uh, you actually know her. She owns a, a dope company, right? And mm -hmm. she was saying how um, she had to turn down a brand deal because they they supported Trump. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. That must have been a hard choice. Like, that's that's an easy bag. I'm like, you had to turn it down. She's like, no, nah, it wasn't hard. Like, that, the choice was easy. It affected some friendships and relationships, but that choice was mad easy. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's like, that's just so dope that she's in a place where she knows what she stands for. She knows who she is, what she wants, what she's about, what she wants to represent. So it's like, all right, cool. You, um, you don't fit in to, to to what I believe in, so I can't rock with you. You know, like I want to get to that place where it's like, everything I do is with purpose. You know what I'm saying? 
and it supports my core beliefs like that i think is is important and when we when we build that kind of like integrity man i think i think some dope change can happen for real i love that i love that but what do i stand for bro because it's almost as if until we get a business or have a brand it's like we don't recognize how important it is for us ourselves as individuals to operate with that same level of integrity Mm -hmm. you know we're looking at these companies and we're asking them where do you stand when it comes to at this moment black issues you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and if we look at politicians what we often look at is their track record and how they voted their track yes. record and where they put their money. We look at these billionaires. We look at these CEOs, these angel investors. We, we're, we're looking at these venture capitalists and we're like, Oh, you support these companies. You support these campaigns. So therefore mm-hmm. we judge them according to that. And I think that that's important, you know, because even yeah. when you talk about budgeting, they talk about look at where you spend the most of your money. Because where you spend the most of the money is where, where your value is, what you oh, what you man. deem to be most important. So wow. I think what if we were to pull up on people on the street? Like I'm walking, you know, in the mall and I see a brother and I'm like, hey, bro, like, let me see where you spend your bread at. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, let me see where you spend your money. And if it's all, you know, all these other companies, it's like, okay, well, I want, you know, want you to consider, you know, is this what you stand for? You know, are these the companies you stand behind and what they stand for, you know, but to say like, oh, not support black businesses or I believe in our black economy and all these other things. It's well, where do we show up in that way? Where do where do where can someone look at our actions to be like, okay, you're consistent with that. Right. Or I could see that that's exactly where you stand. You know, it's like we don't necessarily have that same level of accountability of where we are in those spaces so i love that i love that that's that's yeah. making me reshift rethink my whole my whole get down right now bro for real like man it's like man. okay it, it is a lot bigger than what i think and i can have a greater impact than i thought you know bro, it's like, bro oh, okay. dropping, that's a bar bro like mm. that's a bar i, I mean I, I have to circle back to that man where you spend your money is what indicates your value like, that's so huge you mm. know what i mean like when yeah. you really think about that like you know what do you value like you know and it's even like i look at it this way um one thing i love about um going to friends spaces like going to see people's homes is when somebody invites you into their into your space there's so much information about who they are you know what i mean like mm. i have so many friends that are like that are like much more into their artistry than i am but their their place like you can see you know that they have so many greens like you know as far as just like plants around and the books the art that they have hanging on the wall the the pictures the moments the film camera the we're not really strangers game sitting on the television you know what they're playing on the television type of music that's circulating the incense burning like you see what they what they may believe in or what's important to them as far as a clean space good energy good vibes good music you know whatever the case is and you can tell some of their values based on the space that they've curated and made for themselves, right? And I feel like right. that same approach is what you're speaking to with your pockets. Like, mm-hmm. where do I spend my money? What's important to me? You know, I go to, you know, the movies every other weekend or, you know, when I go shopping, if you look at my refrigerator, man, you can tell I may like meat or you can tell I'm kind of more haphazard with my diet or whatever the case is. So maybe I don't value health as much or value energy or sustainability or my days. You know, I drink coffee or whatever. You know, it's like, you can look and find all this information. It's like, that. I feel like that's a great place to start with what are your values? Like, you know, looking at how I spend my money, man. And like, I don't know, that's hard, bro. So I don't want to harp on that point. Yeah. That mess is hard, bro. 
Bro, I love but dog, it to me it's it's as simple as that, but it takes so much time and consideration. Yeah. Cause it's easy right now, dog. Like I'm like, y'all would love a uh a bag of chips. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, I'm gonna run down across the street to the to the seven eleven or to the to Stater Bros, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a liquor store right here that might be black owned or may just be mm. independent, period. You get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How many places am I passing? Or even if it's even if it's Damn. not about what I'm passing again for convenience. Can I go an extra five, 10 minutes? Do I do yeah. I have 10 minutes? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah it may take longer. Uh, I don't want to drive longer, but I don't got nothing to do right now. Why not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, right now, you know, but you feel me like, like mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's important, man. But it's easy to operate on autopilot. Like that's something I've been realizing in my life, bro. It's so easy to operate on autopilot that it literally, and especially with this quarantine, yeah. has given me a space and time to think about what decisions am I making and am I making it from a place of recognizing what I value and recognizing what's important to me and recognizing what I want to stand for. So when someone says, Hey, why did you do this? I can say, well, I do this because this is what I believe in, you know? Um, uh, But see, autopilot isn't an issue, bro. The autopilot is not an issue. And I'll tell you why, because it's only an issue if you don't have the values, right? Yes. Yes. If you have the values, you can operate on autopilot because you know, like, hey, if I'm going to go buy a bag of chips, I'm going to go support a black business in the process. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yes. So I agree. Go ahead. I agree. I agree 100%. I'm speaking, so let me be clear. I'm speaking more to operating on autopilot from a from a standpoint where that has not been my priority. No, 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 bro. Mm-hmm. I, I I hear you. I was just I was just illustrating that point because we're on the pod. <laughs> but no, I, feel, no, no, I know no, exactly no. where you're coming No, I know. From. Okay. That's, and that's what I'm saying. I'm just clarifying my point for myself. Got like, it, got it, got it, got it, got so, it, got it. What I'm speaking from is from that space because I do think autopilot. I agree with you. I agree 100%. So I think in that space of where I am, I'm becoming more aware of where I stand. You know, mm-hmm. um, in in doing my work with um, the formerly incarcerated population through the Reintegration Academy, um, I'm realizing that I'm playing a part of um, excarceration. You know, I'm informing okay. and educating people and populations with hopes of limiting their exposure to law enforcement, to the system, right? Mm-hmm. So when I'm going into these schools, I'm going into these community orgs, and I'm reaching out to the youth and young adults, I'm giving them tools that can hopefully provide them with more op- options and opportunities than ones that they may be handed, which could potentially lessen their exposure. Now, I can't eliminate the risk because we're living in America, and we know that it's not about what you've accomplished and what you've done that will disarm you from from law enforcement and just mm-hmm. brutality across the board right um or the prejudices and racism that exist however there is a potential to lessen that risk you know what i mean something simple as not having police officers within these schools lessens yeah. the exposure that these youth have because there's studies that have been shown that the earlier you have contact with actual law enforcement the more likely you are to be in the system you know what i mean so that exposure is a lot bro like like that that's oh you talking back to the teacher now here come the police officer wait what Mm -hmm. that's a disciplinary issue you know what i'm saying where's your counselor like what's up with that you know so the so that that's the kind of work that i'm doing and i realized that that's actually a very key component to what we would call abolition you know what i mean like there's four different buckets of that so for me it's like I'm doing my part in this big picture of what I believe to be important, but that doesn't mean that that's where the buck stops with me. 
You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not enough to be like, oh, well, I've done my part. You know, I, I don't have to be concerned about banking black. I don't have to be concerned about supporting black businesses. And it's like, no, I have all of those so many other options and opportunities to continue that same support. You know, because I think it's easy for me at least to get complacent and being like, okay, I can feel content. I don't need to maybe necessarily go out and protest, you know, because of X, Y, Z or because I'm doing this. And it's like, why not? You know, if if it's still in line with my values, if it's still in line with something I support and believe in, why wouldn't I want to go out and, and, and find other ways to express where I stand? You know what I mean? Look at where I spend my money and really get down to the nitty gritty of. How can I reprogram my autopilot so that when I am operating on autopilot, it is to go that extra 10, 15 minutes to support that black business or if it's not a black business, an independent business, you know, to help that family like you mentioned. You know what I mean? So I just love that that intentionality, bro. Like that that means a lot to me. So that's got me thinking. It's got me thinking exactly how I'm going to do that moving forward. Man, for real, for real. So, I mean, the, the three points I, I, I hear you hitting is um, – First, becoming aware of where you stand, right? You can't really make a move until you know where you are, right? Secondly, Facts. I'm hearing that we need to define our values and our core beliefs. And once we define those, we need to practice those values, practice those core beliefs in order to reprogram ourselves to the point where you don't have to think about it. Because at that place, you know you're building strong habits, you know? And once those habits are in place, you can just kind of like flow, you know? You don't have to think about it much because all of this is just kind of who you are. And... Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the work, man. It's really the work about, sorry, it's really about doing that inner work and just kind of like really sitting down. And, and actually, honestly, I, I hate to even call it work because I don't think it takes that long. You know what I mean? Mm, facts. Like, even with Bank and Black, like, I've already got the bank account. I've got the card. I've got the, the good energy around it. So at this point, all it's about is just transferring my business over, which I can do all online. You know what I mean? Or as far as, like, I want to get some T-shirts, you know? And there's a company I was looking at that, isn't black owned and I was going to buy shirts. I've been wanting to buy shirts for, for a long time. And it, I thought about it yesterday. I'm like, yo, I'm about to spend bread right now. Why not go look and just see what else is out there? You know, see if there's an uh, independent or black owned company that I can purchase my clothes from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know, it's just that, it's just that extra second, but it's, it's, I mean, it's really not that much work because we have the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nobody's saying you got to go get a phone book and, walk around the city and go ask and interview people like <laughs> yeah. we make it to be so much more complicated than i think it really is but it's about just having that extra second to just say you know what i'm gonna do a google search and just see if there's anybody i can support like they got this app too i recently got turned on to called um black wall street have you heard of it no nah, i have not okay i'll send it to you right now it's called black wall street and it's an app um it's actually pretty cool but it has a list of black-owned businesses, you know, across the U.S. Fire. So much Fire. of what you're talking about, I should have said this earlier. I just assumed that you knew what it was, <laughs> which is the mm-hmm. issue. But, um, yes, it's like all these black-owned businesses. And, like, you know, there's a hair supply up the street from my house, um, which, you know, it's independent. Like, I like supporting them. But, you know, there's also this black-owned one up the street, too, from my house that has a lot of, like, stuff that people hand make. You know what I mean? Like... Why go to Lush or go to that in that uh, that hair supply? I'm usually I'm accustomed to going to. Then check that out and just see what they got, what they have to offer. You know what I mean? Mm. Just take that so, one extra step. That one extra step, man. With that, and even like something like Etsy, you know, I think is another great resource to shop independent and support like real people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
it's just yeah. a different vibe when somebody actually made something with their hands, bro. Like we were talking off air about um, this pottery I made. Um, me and two of the homegirls went to do uh, some pottery this time last year. And it's just a different energy when you have items around your home that are handmade. You know what I mean? Or that you've created like, I don't know. I don't want to be a consumer no more, bro. I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm at a place now where I just don't want to be a robot just buying the things I need because I'm too impatient or too, yeah, I'm too impatient to make it myself or find somebody to support in the yeah. process. That's I don't good. Know, man. It's a lot. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's that extra step, bro. It's, it's that extra step because that we are already our program just get up you know and it's funny you said we don't got to pick up the phone book like you remember the yellow pages <laughs> yes bro <laughs> like i could understand like i don't want to search through yellow pages and right. make the call and find out they're still in business or if they're open today it's like all these steps but we literally have the internet at our hands you know what i mean mm -hmm. and even if we don't want to do the research it's literally a post hey what's up anybody know of any black owned xyz in the area yeah. drop it right now you know drop it in the comments yeah. or whatever you want like it can be that accessible but it just takes that extra thought to be like yo i'm about to spend some money let me at least filter through to see if i have any other options before i you know do what i gotta do it's not to say deprive yourself of things that you need but take that extra step and just make it a habit to at least consider what that could look like because you know out of all the times we spend money through the week, if we can change the course of just a handful of those, that can make a world of a difference already. Yeah. You know? So that's 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 major, man. That's major. You yeah. really got me thinking differently about a whole man, lot right me too. now, man. Me too, I love bro. It. And what I want to find too, man, is a... Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go for it. Go for it. No, I got it. I'm not going to forget. Go, 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 go. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say all of that, like, off the strength of the fact that, you know, you put up this post with with your blank your bank black you know what i mean like yeah that's it like that literally and and, and it's in in collaboration with the, the 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 video i sent you um that i watched and like i was able to connect the dots and connecting the dots wasn't anything like any new information but again mm -hmm. for me operating on autopilot i'm not really recognizing and thinking about well what will happen if i bank black what yeah. will happen if i go purchase you know, these t-shirts from this black owned business? What's going to happen if I patronize this black owned uh, laundromat? What's going to happen if I patronize, you know, and if I really start to think about what that does for the community and for that family moving forward, yeah. that, that's going to change my decision. But if I'm not thinking about it, like, ah, they'll be all right. It's like, like, dang, come on, let, let, let's consider that a little bit more. You know, and I'm talking to myself when I say that. So yeah, sure. Yeah. But here's the thing, too, man, is like literally, like, you know, when you put it that way, bro, that took me no energy, bro. Like, fortunately, I wasn't in a place where I like put a lot of mental thought into like, am I going to post this or not? I just said, you know what, I'm going to put a hat on because I need a haircut and take a picture <laughs> real quick and make this work. Yeah. <laughs> right. But when I made the bank account, that took all of 10 minutes. It didn't take a whole lot of time. I got online, found the black bank. Um, One United uh, Bank, I believe, is all over the U.S., um, but I know for sure they got a bunch of branches in Atlanta. So, you know, I decided to go with them. And it took me 10 minutes to set up my bank account, connect it to my current bank account so I can electronically transfer some money. And then to take a photo, it took me less than a minute to take a photo and write it a very clear, concise caption, right? Yeah. And already, look at the conversation. 
we spent 30 minutes, you know, talking about how we want to change our spending habits. You know, the people that I have relationships with that are seeing this post and commenting on it and, you know, are into it now, that's a seed that's planted. Whether or not people do it or not, that has nothing to do with me. But these are seeds that I planted just by, you know, not being too in my head and not being insecure about, you know, attention. You know what I mean? I think that uh, that's for me personally what it really boils down to is the insecurity I have about, you know, how much people are listening to what I have to say, you know, mm-hmm. but that doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like if it's something important to me, like the only knock I have against myself, which isn't something I'm going to harp on, but it's a, I think it's a thought, you know, is I wish I had the the balls to do this when this wasn't all over everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I wish I, like I wish it was this important to me on this time last year you know but it's neither here nor there it's happening now but at the same time it's like going forward man i want to really stand for stuff so much that i'm not going to come out only when it's safe which is what what i'm doing i know right but i'm going to be you know talking about this stuff doing this year round because i think these are important conversations man those are the people that really inside change i think man yeah man yeah, I love that. I'm like, what does that look like year round? Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, like, you heard about this black owned business? Man, you should get you some of these. Uh, there's this, this band aid company, not a band aid, a bandage company. Mm. Um, and they make bandages for oh, uh, people of color, you know? Yeah. And it, it, it's called Browndages. I was like, damn, that's mm. what's up, you know? Because band aid is a brand, you know? Um, yeah. But I was like, man, that's, that's awesome. Um, and and I was like year round, it'd be like, hey bro, like, you, did you did you purchase this or like, hey, where'd you buy that from or have you heard this business? Like, we're really just having those convos to like, yes, have you been here? Have you have you supported this company? Have you heard of this? Yeah. Like, you just sent me the app. Like, hey bro, you've been checking you've been checking on the app when you go out places. Like, that's just a casual yeah. thing to be asking somebody. Casual, like, nah, yeah. like, like hey bro, you should you should consider like you know, looking at what, what black owned businesses are in your, in your community that you can continuously support. It's like, dang. I mean, even when we're going out to link, bro, like we're going to have coffee, we're going to have going to get something to eat. Like, <sighs> let's just take a, let's take a second, bro. And just see like, yeah. you know, what's out there instead. Yeah. I mean, cause it, again, it's so easy, bro. Like let's go to uh hot wings cafe, which I think is independently owned, but whatever. Let's go to hot wings cafe. Or let's go mm-hmm. to uh yard house or whatever. Cause it's convenient and Chipotle cause it's close, but it's like, nah, let's just take a minute and go to that, you know, after that wing spot that we went to that family owned one by your by your old spot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, we should that sh- we shouldn't have went there the last month of the last year that you were gonna live at that place. You know what I mean? I know, right? Yeah. But it's one of those things now that we're becoming aware of it. It's like, yo, let's let's be more intentional about where we spend our money, what we put in our bodies, how we spend our time and our energy. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be this huge esoteric big deal where it's like, oh man, I got to do all. It. No, it's like just take the baby steps, man. Like literally you know next time you want to order something or buy something online just google some other things first or google search some different restaurants just to kind of see and then if you see it all and you say yo i really want to get some in and out get some in and out but at least you put the energy out there to acknowledge that you have the other options you know what i mean right right that's good yeah that's good bruh yeah man that's fire man where do you spend your money man Pretty yeah, I mean, bro, that's just been the thought, bro. It's like, for me, it's like, where do we go from here? Like, you know, I'm all about, you know, how much we're talking about what's happening. And I believe it's it's creating awareness for so many people. But where do we go from here, man? What other things? And this is a, a, a true question. I don't know if you have any ideas, but what other things can we be doing right now to 
to affect the system, you know, and to continue to make systemic change. Man, I, I think there's a lot of things, bro. Like I, I don't, again, I don't, I don't necessarily have the answer because I think that's something I'm still figuring out. But yeah. just in this conversation, again, if we're looking long term, you know, because I always felt like, man, like in these moments, we do want things to kind of change right away. Even though if we were to ask someone, we knew that nothing was going to change immediately, but we still are kind of pointing towards things that are um, like, like voting. You know what I mean? We, like we'd have to wait some time before we really can vote. But in the meantime, what would it look like if all of us changed our spending habits? That's mm -hmm. going to have some type of impact. You know what I mean? Like at least for the individuals within our community, like, um, you know, the conversations I love that are happening online and informing people on like how to be considerate in the language that's used, you know, yeah. like there's so many um, uh, uh, steps to this process. You know, we talk about at the political level, at the economic level, at the conversational, relational level, um, you know, holding our 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 um companies like the, the companies that we support holding them yeah. accountable to what that looks like you know and not letting letting it just be for the moment i think we just got to apply pressure at all ends you know mm -hmm. and you know i think we are going to have a different a different piece of it you know let's say moving forward you really are are are, are advocating for banking black because if you're experienced and you're starting to share those experiences more you know that may be something you're applying pressure to people on as well as, you know, supporting the local businesses. And there may be someone else who's applying pressure on, hey, make sure you're getting informed. Here's a website and a blog where you can read up on uh, some of these policies that are, that are coming down the pipeline or some of these politicians and looking at their track record and the implications. You know, it's like we got to continuously be, be putting each other on to like information because I mm. think that information is going to change our subconscious, which is going to change our conscious mind to that's going to impact the things that we actually do. You know what I mean? The actual decisions yeah. that we're making. So I think we just got to keep applying pressure and keep, um, keep this at the forefront, man. Like I, I don't like that. It's, it's easy to get caught up in everything, but you know, but I, I definitely think that this time is, is, it, to me, at least, it feels a lot more real. It feels a lot more tangible. I don't know if it's because I'm older and I'm being more mindful, but it just right. feels like, like I can I can grab hold of this moment and know that it's going to change the trajectory of my life alone, you know, because I've come into so much information that has made me so much more aware and connected even to our history. You know, there was mm -hmm. that video of that that woman who was breaking down. Um, um, like oppression of, of, of black people. And she used the analogy of monopoly. Did you see that video? Mm, I did not Okay. I'm, I'm going to send that one to you too. And ba basically what okay. she was saying was like, imagine, you know, if this game of life was a, a game of monopoly and we're playing monopoly against our oppressor mm. and for 400 rounds of monopoly, 400 rounds of monopoly, they yeah. never let us buy property. They never let Damn. us, have any money, right? And they just keep doing that to us. And then finally, they give us for 50 years, essentially, we start to, they start to allow us to get some property and get some money. Now, imagine how far behind we are after those 400 years. But mm -hmm. those 50 years, as we start to gather some, some land, we start to gather some funds, they burn up the board game. For 50 mm. years, they burn it up every time we start to get a little bit of something. You know, and she's talking about like, 
you know, the, the, the critique on those who are looting, those who are, you know, rioting, those who are out. It's like we got to stop criticizing them and start asking why. Why does someone feel like going into the store to grab these phones or to grab this jewelry is a come up? Because mm-hmm. they feel like they can get some money from that. Well, why are they in a position where they feel like they need money like that, right? Mm. It's like, those are the things we got to look at because those are the things that are going to tell us what the needs of our community are. You know, what, what are those needs? And and as we look at that, for me, when I heard that breakdown specifically, um, it's, it's, she, it's much more elaborate than what I just explained. No, but sure. the way that she put that, it made me feel like, damn, I'm literally in, in round 450 three of this thing you know what i mean and for me to feel like oh i got a brand new start i'm excited i can i can be successful i can get my education i can get a good job i can do all these things and feel like i'm getting it for me and my immediate circle it's like no i gotta for me at least i feel now the pain of our people you know what i mean um i feel the pain i feel the burden i feel the 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 weight that we carry through this world because of the opportunities that have been stripped or the opportunities that haven't even been provided to people who look like me well before I was alive. You know what I mean? I started to think about my ancestors, like my grandparents and then my grandparents, grandparents and their grandparents. It's like, what were those experiences like? You know, what was, what was it that they were dealing with? Because if we were all alive and I would see them, I would have a relationship with them. But because of life and we don't live that long to be able to have that type of relationship, we just think we're not connected or it's not important. Mm-hmm. You know, at least that's how I feel at times. I mean, I speak for we people. But for me, I don't even think about my great my grandparents, grandparents, grandparents. You know, I'm not I'm not, I'm not yeah. really considering that because out of sight, out of mind. But that's still my lineage. That's still people who were paved the way for me to be here today. So for yeah. me to not accept that role and recognize the impact to me feels irresponsible. So I want to make it a, a more, a better attempt at looking at that. And I'll, I'll give a quick example, you know, all the programs and things that I want to put out in the world, I want to make sure that they're benefiting people. And there's been times where I've struggled with whether or not the things that I do officially, I want to be black focused, mm. right? You've been struggling I've, with that. I struggle with that because I'm I'm already doing work within the black community for my community. This is my community. This is what's important to me. But when it comes to like maybe implementing a company or, or, or putting out programs, do I want to say, oh, this is for black people? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Do I want to say that? You know, yeah. because I'm like, well, I think anyone can benefit. Yeah, well, anyone can benefit. But that doesn't yeah. mean I can't have a target demographic. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. almost I feel as if, ah... I don't want to limit it in that way. And it's like, wait, what? Like, <clears throat> when I look at the big picture, and once again, the resources that are available, I very much so want to make sure that I'm providing services and, and things that are going to benefit my community. Because that's the language I speak. That's the language mm-hmm. that, that, that's the information. Those are the people. These are the people. These are the communities I want to have a major impact on. Because I realize we're, we aren't always well-equipped, well-informed well-resourced, you know? So for me to gather these things and to question that just made me feel like, oh, I've been super disconnected from the needs, you know, because of the little bit of world and life that I've experienced. I see the opportunities that have been provided. But when I take a a step back 
and look at the macro, when I look at the big picture, my grandparents, mm-hmm. grandparents, grandparents, bro, there's been so much that we've missed out on. So if I yeah. can get a little bit of information, a little bit of money, a little bit of access to resources, I want to make sure that our people are feasting on that, you know? And that's something yeah. I had to come into. I mean, talking about recently, you know, because, you know, I do my, my programming and my support in these small pockets. But it's like, nah, bro, I want to do this on a big level. And who am I to be ashamed or, or be afraid or not do, you know, because I look at these other educational services and while they're not just for, um, you know, non-black people, majority of the people that they service and the lens by which they create their services don't really speak to the needs and experiences of our people. You know yeah. what I mean? So why would I be considering not like focusing my attention and efforts towards equipping my community, you know? So yeah. that was something that I had to really come into and own a different kind of way, man, because I'm I'm looking at the big picture. I'm looking at the big picture, bro. Bro, I think that big picture is so important, man, because, you know, I hear, I hear you talk a lot about legacy when you, when you say that, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the big issues I think, you know, many of, many of us are, are well aware of is the fact that our legacy has been erased. You know, our, our people have been forgotten. Our history, you know, has been whited out, you know, in both senses of the word. And we don't really know what we come from like that. Like, first of all, like you said, you know, we're playing Monopoly and we're 400 rounds, 400 years behind. And not only that, like the what are what, 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 what we've inherited for the most part has been trauma. You know what I mean? Mm. Has been our inheritance trauma. We haven't wow. inherited property or you know, love or integrity or and not all of us. Some of us do have these things, right? You know, based on our families, but you know, it's, it's, it's our, 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 our inheritance has been scarred and flawed because even the familial aspect, you know, again, you think about when we talk about slavery, they separated families, they sold your sister, they sold your brother, they took your mom and they sold her. They may have bred your dad and your mom with different people. They did a lot of very sick shit. You know what I mean? Historically, they Facts. dismantled the black family for 400 years, right? And then when that ended, we had, um, you know, we had the, uh, you know, the chain gangs, and then we had, you know, lynchings, and, you know, further along, we've had Racial incarcerations terror. and the crack yeah. academic, and we've all these things dismantling the black family throughout centuries, right? And I apologize if I'm not as eloquent in, 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 in saying this as I, as I probably should be, but at any rate, we've had all of these, these, these efforts to dismantle the black family throughout years, you know, hundreds mm-hmm. of years, right? So our legacy isn't really there where it's like, yeah, my daddy's daddy's daddy, you know, own this, you know, yeah. and, you know, we yeah. franchise this and then we have this property and my people live here and on this block, my whole family lives here, you know, we got people, cousins that stay up, you know, we don't have that kind of structure. Right. So like you said, the relationship, we don't even have that in story, which we should. Right. At least we'd have it in story where it's like, yo, you know, I know that my great, great, great grandfather was a farmer, you know, and then his son also farmed. Then he opened this business. We don't have none of that. You know what I mean? So the the reality is, is that. But the beautiful part is this. It's like in this moment with that knowledge, we could begin to change that. Yeah. So where our great, 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 whatever knows who we were, what we did, knows our legacy. We can begin to begin to record history. Right. One thing that's beautiful about this podcast is, you know, who knows, you know, 
hundreds of years from now, we know, or 50 years from now, whatever, our grandkids could be listening to this. You know what I mean? Like, that's a beautiful yeah. thought. That's, that's a beautiful yeah, thought. I like that. I right? like that. Right, we we like to play analog, right? You know, we like yeah. to play old school. So we got, I'm, you know, we got our photography, and we got physical pictures printed out. And it's so important to have physical things in life. What about our photo albums? You know, what about the things that we've written and the history and the research we can do so that that generation that comes two, three, three, um, three rounds down or whatever the case is, they they have some kind of foothold in knowing who they are and what's important. You know, in this moment right now, with us banking black, with us going to these protests, with us having these important conversations, man, we're creating that legacy, which is the most beautiful thing I think we can be doing right now. And anybody listening to this conversation, you're a part of that legacy. You're a part of that change. You're a part of really doing something different and making a stand, standing for something, right? So I think that is going to have a great impact, right? And to your second point, bro, you know, and I love the way these two blend together, man, is... Bro, I was right there with you with the pro-black thing. Like, I didn't want to be that guy like, you know, oh, man, I'm doing this for black kids and black men. And, and you know, like, I, I don't want to exclude people, you know, because my whole thing is equality. Like, I want everybody to be equal. I want us all to be in the same room, have a seat at the table, the whole nine. But it's like, I can say that and that sounds cute. But the reality is there's a lot of work that we need to do, you know, among ourselves. You know what I mean? That mm -hmm. we haven't been able to do for a long time. So... It's not a matter of wondering about, oh, man, how are they going to feel if I make this a, a black only thing or not black only, but, you know, pro black thing yeah. or if my language isn't inclusive to all races and demographics. It's like, well, it's not inclusive to all races and demographics. You know, when they go on the LGB, uh, when they go to Pride Month, you know, the reason they're there is to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community. Right. Yeah. It's not to say nobody else can come. But the reason right. we're doing this is for our community and to better our right. community. Right. When we do these marches and Juneteenth and all these different things, you know, it's not saying that white people can't come. They've always been invited. They ain't always showed up. They always been invited. Right. Oh, but, yeah. you know, this is about all this is about us right now. Right. And moving our initiative forward. So when we talk about these pro black, you know, movements or we talk about these events that connect us to those needs that you that you that you say we're disconnected from. I think it's so important because it's not to say that if there's a white kid that go to Compton High School, we're not going to talk to him, too. But right. we're going to go to Compton High School, you know, and make sure that we or Dominguez High or whatever the case is and make sure we talk to these kids. Make sure that we give them something that nobody else is going to give them because guess what? Nobody gives a fuck about us but us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. don't don't I, I think I think, you know, and this, I guess I'm talking to myself at this point, but this is where I say, you know, I want to get away from that thinking of what is everybody going to think? Nah, man, I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm support my history. I'm going to support my tribe and do what I need to do for the community because, you know, it's only now in 2020, you know what I mean? I'm about to be 30 years old in a, a year that now Ooh, it's like, oh, that's everybody crazy. cares. Yeah. Bro, for 30 years of our lives, man, nobody gave a shit about all this. Like, you know, it's like Damn. it's been happening and some people care. A lot of people didn't. We're 30 years old almost. And now we're starting to see, you know, a little more concern. I hope it's a lasting concern. But we're talking about our entire lifetime to this point that people haven't really been making that kind of noise and have been telling us we're tripping for a long time and race isn't that important. And why is it always about race and blah, blah, blah. And then you think about our parents' lifetime and their parents' lifetime and so on. You know what I mean? Man. So I think it's important that we, that we do have these initiatives, man, because somebody has to love us. You know what I mean? And it might as well be us. Yeah, yeah. I love that, bro. And, and what I hear in that, bro, is like we got we to gotta be okay with taking up space. Mm -hmm. We have to be okay with taking up space. I, I believe it was Amanda Seals. She had said something like, um, you know, we gotta, 
or I saw somebody kind of reiterate something that Amanda Seals had posted. And it was more so saying that his healing started when he stopped looking for white acceptance and Mm. focused on black advancement, Mm. you know? And I was like, man, that's powerful because in these spaces, if we had our own structure, if we had our own support system, funding, schools, businesses, communities, support groups, the whole nine, we will be okay representing black in these spaces. But I think the fear is if I represent black, then does that limit me from being able to take advantage of white resources because they're going to say I'm not them or I'm not a part of that. You get what I'm saying? It's like, I almost feel like we're, we're, we're latched on to the system. So dependent on the system of the white infrastructure that if we start doing things for black, that our resources are going to be limited. We're not going to have access to the same things, but again, we bank black, we support black businesses. We start to build that community and creating that legacy that will give us the opportunity to walk into these spaces and be comfortable being there and representing us. So I love that. I love that, bro. bro. Like that, that's transformative. I want to write that somewhere so I don't forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Like good thing we got to record it. You know, I I, I agree with you a thousand percent because it's, it's at the point now where it's like, you know, we're just becoming that change. You know, the whole point of any of this, I think, is to get to the point where this doesn't, this isn't as big of an issue. You know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, no, we all sit at the same table. You know, when we walk into rooms, it, they, it's equal representation, you know, from black to brown to queer to, you know, the Asian community to whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everybody's represented. Everybody's there. You know, and mm. I think that's what any of us wants. But at the same time, the reality is right now that representation isn't there. And that's why we've all had to work together and put our minds together to make that change happen. You know, and it appears that other people want to join the conversation. So I'm glad about that. But at the same time, man, like, you know, we got to do what we got to do right now, man, which I think is, is important, man. And I love the fact that, like, at least for myself individually, I'm coming to a place where I don't care so much about speaking my mind in these, in these scenarios, you know, like, you know, it's interesting to see how, how much people I think wouldn't receive, you know, the stories or our story. It's interesting to see how many people I thought wouldn't receive my story are receiving it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I think we've all been having that experience of our white coworker or supervisor or producer or whatever now calling us or white friends calling us just to check in like hey i've been thinking about you are you okay like or whatever like that to me is very odd (laughs) you know what i mean but i feel it and i appreciate i appreciate the gesture with it you know what i mean but yeah i mean i think it's at a place now man where you know yeah well we just got to keep building man and i don't know yeah, we got to keep building, man. But that's the thing, too, man. You think about institutional racism. That's the whole point as well is just to, to dismantle the efforts. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And to make us feel like we're wrong for wanting to have something that is for us. Man. I'm all over the place, man. It's, it's a lot to think about, yo. It is. It is. But this, this is a start, bro, this conversation. Yeah. Because this conversation has gotten me to a point for me. And I appreciate you in opening up and, and, and sharing that piece. Um, to hold myself more accountable, man, because I, I think a lot of more conversations like this need to happen. And I hope, you know, those of you all who are listening are encouraged to begin to just start asking like, hey, like, where are you supporting black businesses or, you know, just to start considering like 
the things that we said, you know, the resources and the research and figuring out where you stand. What do you stand for? Where do you spend your money? And really thinking about where do we go from here? Because at the end of the day, whether you're black, white, Asian, Pacific Island, whatever, we all have a, a, a part to play in this. You know what I mean? And I think as we look at it, even for ourselves, um, I'm recognizing that I want to be able to move forward in my identity and what is important to me with confidence. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Not with this idea of shame or guilt for loving myself and loving my people. Like I refuse to move forward with with that with that quote unquote burden that I feel like is placed because of the discomfort that it may bring other people. You know what I mean? Like I, I refuse to accept that anymore. And I feel like this time, especially now, bro, is 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 definitely undoing and dismantling that that pressure that i think we've all felt at some point in time you know what i mean because i love being black i love black bro i love it i love our community i love everything about us but i do recognize that when we go out into the world we do what we can to try and not make other people uncomfortable and that's not our responsibility that is not our responsibility bro so I'm, i'm so grateful for this time because of what i see it is doing for our community and freeing us from accepting that man 100 percent, man uh, <laughs> do you remember that that uh that combo we had um at the first group chat about having to disarm yourself yes bro <laughs> yes yes wow. yes it reminds me of that so much man um, bro i'm tired of that <laughs> man me too me too and i i I'll, i really wish i had a better idea about what demographics listen to our podcast but I'm gonna um, before we close. I, I want to uh, just touch on that, man, because I feel like I feel like that's a piece that a lot of people miss is um, the idea of double consciousness. Like as a black person, you know, I'm I'm always a person or a man or whatever I identify as, just in, as the basis of my humanity was a person, man, woman, whatever. I'm whatever I identify at the base of who I am as a human being, but I'm also black on top of that. Right. And this is this idea called double consciousness, uh, which I believe was coined by, yes, um, W.E.B. Du Bois. Right. Mm-hmm. And with that, it's like, you know, you're always hyper aware of how you're being perceived by other people when you're in, in places. And, you know, we talk about having to disarm ourselves. There was a uh, story I shared at the first group chat. And, you know, the group chat is just a meeting of like-minded individuals that come together and talk about change and talk about life and what we go through, what we experience. It's really like a focus group or like group therapy in a way, but it's by us, you know what I mean? It's not anything that's very formal. But we had this conversation and I had spent the day at the beach and I was walking up and down the beach, you know, that entire afternoon for hours, just trying to like connect and ground myself and kind of get myself out of this depressive funk I was in. This was back in like January. And I remember I came upon this fence and it's like a half fence that still opens up, but on the other side of that fence, it's resident residences. And there was no signs. There was nothing saying that there's trespassing or you can't go back there or whatever. But just based on the fact that I'm a black man wearing a hoodie, right? And I'm one of the only black men out here. I was nervous about crossing that, that invisible line because I was afraid that someone might judge me you know, or ask me what I'm doing here or ask to see my past or whatever the case is, right? And I decided that I did want to walk on that side, but I needed to take my hoodie off and roll my jeans up and make sure I smile and greet people. And 
essentially disarm myself. I carried a book with me, right? I wanted to create the image that I belonged here and that I was here just enjoying the beach like everybody else, you know? And this is, this happened this year, 2020, right? And it's this idea that when we go out into the world, we have to disarm ourselves because we don't want to become Trayvon Martin or Tamir Rice or um, Ahmaud Arbery or George Floyd, mm. et cetera, right? So we disarm ourselves and make ourselves appear less threatening because they see us differently than we see ourselves. You know what I mean? So anyway, when we talk about that, it's that idea that we want to stop doing that, man. We want to be able to belong in this world, you know, in this largely white world. And I say white world because that's who runs the world. You know what I mean? But we want to yeah. belong here, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think it's these conversations. Right. I think it's these movements. I think it's these moments where we begin to kind of like take up our space, which I think is so beautiful, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Ish. That's big. That's big. Yeah, man. I, I love I love this, bro, because I've I've been getting a lot of feedback just from our episodes, and just reading some of the reviews. Mm-hmm. I do think we're we're doing a lot in informing people of at least two black men's perspectives on life you know Bro, i never considered this a black podcast yeah yeah but but we're black i think men. you brought that to you my attention yeah you said this before yeah <laughs> yeah but we're black we men are. so yeah. that's we, we we share our opinions from this perspective and and you know yeah. granted I, there are individuals who aren't black as well who appreciate it for the fact that we're men who are opening up about topics and our feelings and you know what I mean? the whole <laughs> just nine. like the men are talking about their feelings it's like wait what what's happening over there yeah, what, what, what's going on yeah 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 so <laughs> I, just, I just you know I, I think it's important for us to also recognize like the space that we're taking up now by by having this platform and you know the people that we bring on the people that we have conversations with like it it matters man it really matters yeah. and and it makes me very proud to be here to be a part of this and to have the support of every single person that chooses to tune in and to share and to, you know, begin having conversations about some of the things that we talk about, you know, whether we come up in the convo or not, the fact that it's sparking something to me is, is I'm extremely grateful for it, man. Yeah. 100%. 100%. But this is what it's about, man. I think this is the, one of the channels in which we'll be able to create that, what I want to call systemic change, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Sheesh, man. Just to wrap up, y'all. Um, if y'all do nothing else um, after hearing this episode, um, I just want to remind everyone, man, just become aware of, of where you stand as an individual um, and what's important to you. Define your values, your core beliefs, and practice and reprogram yourself to support your values and your beliefs. Um, keep having conversations you know even if you're tired which many of us are but i think it's important that we keep having these conversations keep making change and um keep supporting our tribe yeah yeah keep supporting the tribe this is helping homies win peace